Hello, my lovelies. Happy Tuesday, January the 10th, 2023. And today is such a lovely day because Harry's book, Spare, has finally hit the shelves around the world, except for Spain, because Spain released it early, accidentally, supposedly. And unfortunately, we already know what the book's about for the most part. And there is so far on Amazon, there's no Kindle version of it, but you can read a sample. I did order the book and I will get my review probably Friday because the book comes to my office on Thursday. And I'm actually a bit excited because I remember I talked about Layers Upon Layers, How I Knew Harry back in 2004. I was also a patron for one of his charities called Santa Ballet. So I'm going to give my own insight as I get the book, okay? So anyways, but I did read a bit of the uh, sample and I was kind of giggling a bit. So he talked about one thing that stood out in there. He says, oh, I'm a approachable person. I thought, what world are you living in, Harry? Do you, do you really think you're that approachable? Because you're really not. Let's talk about what I'm talking about. So in November of 2015, Harry went to Lesotho for the opening of the Mama Hondo Children's Center. Now, I was there because I was a patron to that charity. And I'm going to explain to you, you get there. As his patrons, we get to tour the place long before Harry got there. And um, it was beautiful. I got to dance with the children. You know, we did the outcast Hager song, I believe. And uh, then they had football or soccer outside. None of the patrons but me played because I'm like, well, why not? I got, got little looks at by some of the office staff uh, for this charity because apparently patrons are not supposed to get their hands dirty unless it's for PR. I just do because, one, I paid all this money, and two, the kids wanted to play. And I had loafers on. I did not wear heels when you're walking around, so I had loafers on in a red dress. Uh, and uh, anyway, so you get there, and there's a, a tent. All those patrons sitting there. There's lunch there. They had crafts to sell there. It was just such a lovely thing. And all of us were talking, will Harry come into the tent to say hello? Because Charles would have, William would have, and even Fergie would have, you know, and the, the Queen, and... Edward VIII and Wallace Simpson, they would have done that because that's what they know to do, to be kind, to be approachable. And we all thought Harry would follow that, but unfortunately, Harry did not. And there's evidence. If you look on video, look at uh, just look on YouTube, um, opening of the Children's Centre for Santa Bale, November of 2015, and you'll see Harry's only been directed to talk to certain people, and he almost comes over to, to the tent to go and greet his patrons, but he gets uh, turned away by his PR. Uh, and I believe Rebecca English, she was one of the journalists. I think she was there because I do remember her talking about it. And I think I m- met her there. And she noticed that too as well. You know, like obviously you got the, what the journalists are going to pay to, to write an, an article, positivity article. And it was a very positive place, don't get me wrong. But for Harry to say he's approachable, he should have been approachable for his own charity. He should have been coming into the tent and greeting, just a simple hello, like thank you so much. But he's so trained that his way of thanking the patrons was through all the um, his speech he gave later on. It was in another tent. And uh, it was, I'll go more into that, uh, what happened that night, that day, in another podcast. But no, he's not very approachable. Even when I met him in uh, summer 2004 for Polo, he doesn't really go in, in uh, really great random people. Only reason why I got to know him, because I was part of the Polo Girls. I mean, a Polo Girl and a member of a... 
a non-play member of a pedal club in 2004, or several clubs. Of course, I got to know the people. I was a woman, blonde hair at the time. So being a woman, 23 years of age, dressing like Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and City series, because that was super popular, and I loved her outfits. I wanted to you know, fit in. Of course, I get noticed. And being a woman, you get noticed. You wore a skirt, it doesn't matter if it's short or long, you get noticed. Oh, you're here for us to sexually harass you. Now, Harry did not. I'm going to say that he did not. He was actually a gentleman. And I will always give him respect for that. That's why I helped out this charity because he was always kind to me and he stopped a certain person. And so did William a month prior to that. I always say weeks, but it was a month, a month and like a week prior to that, the same person. So that's why I helped out with the charities because they were the only two people that summer, apart from some of the inner circle, but two people that really paid attention and protected me from this person. So I will always be forever thankful. However, you get older, you evolve, your personality changes. Now, where did Harry's personality change? Let's talk about that. So he talked, he's, you know, doing all this publicity. He did on Stephen Colbert, which I can't stand that man anyway. And now he's on People magazine. And he says, you know, talking about it helps. Writing helps. Absolutely. Writing is a great way for therapy. I've been saying that for years. Any author will tell you this. Yes, writing is a lovely way to, you know, uh, to get over things. And I love how the article on Daily Mail, the UK uh, section of it, talking helps me heal. And absolutely it does. But when you can't talk to the people involved, it does eat you up. And I get that. This part about 2004 was eating me up for years. And even the charity, when they, the office was inquiring, Salty, well, how did you get involved with the charity? How do you know about it? How was it supposed to tell Oh, well, I met Harry at a party. It sounds weird, you know. Oh, I knew Harry's new part because I promised you in a circle. I promised them, even Harry and et cetera, I would never speak about, you know, private events because, one, it's it's the right thing to do. And they were kind of, it bothered the office because I was not speaking much about how I knew about the charity. Well, I knew about it from the China White Polo after party. Harry was speaking about the idea what soon would become Santa Bali years later. So the birth of Santa Bali, it obviously happened when he was in Africa, but the idea, because he talked about so much, hearing about back then, I was one of the first people, apart from his family, to hear about it. And it was very exciting to know that. Well, if I tell the officer, they wouldn't believe me. Even though I have, you know, the bands from the, the party. I was in uh, stupid tabloid. Yes, it's back. Thank God, it's just the back of me. Was not my face. Because I was dancing with him for like literally two to three and a half seconds. Because I was crying and Harry was cheering me up. That did happen. But, you know, I couldn't say anything. And it was my money. They got my checks. They know they're getting money somewhere. Because, but I think a lot of it was, at the time, I had no social media presence. I'm a private person. I don't need to have social media presence to prove I am somebody. But I'm not a celebrity. I don't want to be a celebrity. I'm just a salty vixen. And that's it. So, you know, that bothered me for the longest time. And But I remember when we were in Africa, I was fidgeting a little bit, like mentally. I was going, oh my gosh, I need to tell Harry. I need to talk to him because... You know, I gotta heal. I need to heal and move on from a situation that happened years ago. So I understand where Harry's coming from. And yes, I did tell him, by the way, if you all want to know, I told him bits and baubles about it, but not to Figuras. Oh, the loving man he is. I know he's a good man, but he's very, you know, he made an assumption about me that I honestly, it's something I would love to talk to Nacho about because I didn't like what he had to say and he was very rude about it. And I think I've talked about it in the past, in the past podcast. But he told Harry that I'm some fangirl, and yet I'm not a fan. I'm a patron. You can be a patron a fan, granted, but when you're spending $38,000, and that's what I spent on the charity, that's why I get donated to them, 
And I, I'm uncomfortable at this point. I wish I had that money at the moment. I don't. By the time I did, it was my own personal money. So I donated that much. Why does it make me a fan? It makes me a patron for something I believe in. And, you know, by the way, I still believe in Santa Barley. Because of Harry's hijinks right now, I will always be supportive of the charity. I want you to know. It's just the politics of things that went on inside did eat me up. So, yes, I was very upset with Nacho Vigodas. And I, you know, like Harry says, talking helps me heal. But if you can't talk to the people involved... How are you able to heal? Now, let's talk about it. I have contacted Archwell, and I said, hey, here's my story. Here's photos, everything. I need to heal. I need to tell Harry this. He needs to know this. Do you know they don't, you know, they scream to all the letters. You know, they've never would send a letter over. Now, some of you listeners are going, oh, salty, because you're nobody. Absolutely. It's because I'm a nobody. I ran the experiment a long time ago. His former secretary, uh, private secretary, Ed Layden Fox, did tell me that. If I was a, if I had become a celebrity my emails would go through, right? I mean, he read, you know, we would talk back and forth back in the day. He's a lovely man, but he's absolutely correct. If you're a celebrity, the PR staff will take care, will listen to your email more or letter more than somebody like a nobody like me. Okay. So when a fan writes a celebrity, it's not going to go through. A very rare percentage will go through. But when it's a celebrity, yeah, a celebrity writing another celebrity or royal or, or a politician, your letter or email or phone call will go straight through. Just how it is. It's part of the elite world. So while Harry's making all this money talking about his life, what about all of us that have our stories? Or when I was a member of the Pay the World, or when I was a patron to the charity, how come I can't speak up and make money off of that? Because one, I didn't want to. I mean, I'm speaking up now. I'm not making money. My podcast makes like $10 a month. Wow. Not like absolutely nothing. I don't expect to make a lot. I wish I was. Trust me. But, you know, it is, what it is what it is, you know. And I would make, actually, my money right now, I'd buy a new laptop. My laptop's dying on me. But regardless. So, anyway, that's a, a digress on that point. So, it's nice that Harry is, you know, harping over the world about his life story. But where did he change is my question. And I could tell you, it was Megan. Here's the thing about Megan. She is a strong person. She is what I allegedly would call her a narcissist. Harry's an HSP, high sensitive person. That's why I gravitated towards Harry back in the day because him and I personality, we had the similar, very similar personalities and I could see that he's a deep thinker. And when you are a deep thinker and emotional, you are misunderstood and sometimes you feel like the world's against you. I know what he's going through. All of us can understand that. Many of us, they have the same personality. But there's a time and a place for things. You know, he said that the family motto, but never complain, it's whatever, whatever it was, the family motto, he said. And I was like laughing because I'm like, that's a family motto for pretty much all, all the generations. That was my grandmother's family motto. That's just how things were. Be seen and not heard. Get over it. Go find a hobby. It's why polo became a big thing. Why do you think the Prince of Wales back, I'm talking about Edward VIII, when he was Prince of Wales, why, why was polo something he loved? Well, one, he was the first celebrity royal to play polo. Actually, the first royal to play polo in England soil was Edward VII. It's really cool reading all the all the newspaper clippings. But, you know, when Prince of Wales, Edward VIII was Prince of Wales, he was the first noticed by the media because media evolved. It's quite interesting. And, um, but, you know, I mean, it, it was like you had a lot going on emotionally, but you were not allowed to express your emotions. It's not the royal firm. This is a older generation, which unfortunately the youth today don't really understand how life was like back then. Okay, you had a breakdown, you figure it out, you talk about it for, you know, privately, and you move on. But in this generation, 
it's become the generation of, of uh, you know, of airing out your dirty laundry and let the world know what you feel. And it's almost a point, like, it's such a mental health problem. It is. And so I understand what Harry's going through, but I don't agree with it. Do I think his title should be stripped? Absolutely, I do. Because he made a spectacle. Yes, you want to tell a story. I want to tell my story, and I am. But it should be done a different way. So now he's on cover of People magazine. He's on Stephen Colbert's show. And all this publicity for a book that is whining about constantly. It's like, oh, Harry, there's really nothing new. So far, we learned when he lost his virginity, which actually was nothing new. Like, it was already in the news years ago. But still, we don't care the details. We all know when we lost our virginity. Gosh, it's our... That's a sacred story, and we're not going to air it. Of course, I'm sure TikTok people are airing it across TikTok. Hey, well, Harry saw this trend, so we'll talk about it. I'm sure it's a thing. But anyway, so you have that going on, and then you have um, wondering, oh, yeah, going back, how did he change? Well, with Megan being a narcissist, allegedly, allegedly she has mental health issues, and it's the reason why I'm saying that. When she got married, only family member that was there, I believe, was only her mum, right? Her dad couldn't because he had health problems. And so I suppose you could say, well, he, you know, he did let the, he worked with a journalist and made money. Well, I guess he profited up. But so did Harry Meghan. Are they, like, kind of doing the same thing? Thomas did absolutely nothing. Thomas paid for Meghan to be what she is today. Thomas was a good father. How much did her mom do? Why did Meghan identify herself as white in her um, acting career? If you look on her pages back in the day, if you look at archives, she identifies white. I suppose you could say, well, she could get a job, possibly. Or it could be because, why didn't she write biracial then? She still would get work. So all of a sudden she has, you know, black power, black this, and that's fine. But why do you go from one thing and go directly to the other instantly, right? Why didn't you invite your family? Why didn't you... Uh, it was, it's the same much going on about Megan. And I'll be frank... Whether Harry left England or not after he got married, I don't care. What I do care is him making all this money off of a book, selling his soul, basically, of secrets, of stuff that really should... He could wait waited 20, 30 years from now where it was a more mature interview. Edward VIII did that. And you listen to his interviews on YouTube. Edward VIII did not whine. He actually says, I regret. I would, you know, I wish I was still king. And he would have been a damn good king, I'll be honest. And by the way, he didn't leave the throne for Wallace specifically. He left because of politics. There was a lot going on. If you look at the older, uh, look at the interviews from Edward VIII, and he talks about it. it was such a complicated thing. It's just the Wall Simpson seemed to be the easy way out. But he could have married her and still be, be king. He could have. But Harry does not know his own history, does he? Um, and it's, like I said, it's a very sad situation. Now, this will blow over after a week, and then we move on to the next crisis. Now, the question is, will the royal family speak up about this? As of now, I don't think they will. Will the inner circle speak? Probably not. I'm sure they're upset. I'm very annoyed, too. I think a lot of us are. But the inner circle, especially if their names are being brought into the book, I wonder, could they sue Harry? Unless they were talked about already and asking if it was all right getting permission, but their names are known in the public. But, I mean, I, I, you always wonder those things. Will they... Could William and Kate and Charles say, well, you know, this was not all right? Now, here's a question. Will, will Harry and Meghan lose their titles? I think if William was king, he probably absolutely right now would remove it. But Charles is a softie. It's a son. And if you have talks to family members, I've had them. I had family that constantly gave money to a, to a person that was kind of like Harry, very toxic. 
a lot worse actually than Harry. And for years and years, oh, I need money, I need money for this, I need this and this and this. Well, when the person passed away, the toxic person went to another family member. I need money, I need money. And they would give money to this person. Finally went to me and I said, I don't have money to give you. Number one, two, if I did, you were not going to get it. You're an adult. Grow up. And that's how it should be with Harry right now. You're an adult. Grow up. You made all this money. You're good enough. You don't need to get a monthly servant to pay for having a title. You effed it up, Harry. I'm sorry, you did. And I bet you, because I can tell you when I was a patron to set the ballet, there was chanter with um, many other patrons. A chanter about Harry's hijinks in the past. It's still, even years later, was still following him. And I knew for a fact there were people that did not want to uh, donate after this. They were excited for, to support something. And I know when I went to a Bofa at Photo Club in uh, 2016, June 18th, to be exact, and it was for a different charity. I was talking about Santa Bali. Half those patrons had no idea what the charity was. Then I asked them, would you have donated to the charity? And they said, no, absolutely not. Why? Well, if you know, apparently that people don't know much about Harry. He's a threat. He's not a threat. Well, they say he's a liability. That word was thrown around a lot amongst the rich. And it dawned on me, oh my gosh, I get it now. Because he just, he's a, allegedly, I have to use the word allegedly, a loose cannon personality-wise. So you see this, his charities, I mean, they could, uh, even though he created that idea of charity, they could vote him out. And honestly, he should be. Maybe he should grow up and start earning a minimum wage, like all of us, so that he never would own a, earn a minimum wage. Maybe become an actor. Maybe he'll be the next Brad Pitt. Who knows? But regardless, I think it's time that the crown cuts him off. I think the media needs to shut him down. I think that any more interviews need to stop because I think Harry needs to honestly work on his mental health. This is not good for him. He's going to be overwhelmed. He's going to shut down. And you're seeing the PR version, I'm sure. In the Stephen Colbert episode, I'm sure if you watch it, I think it comes on tonight, doesn't it? You will see Harry, how he's pretending to enjoy something, but you'll see how he's, his anxiety is kicking in. You will see that. And uh, trust me, I've been berated by Harry. A lot of people know when Harry's got a bit of an anger issue. It's not nice. All right, my lovelies, I need to get off. I need to work because some of us have to make, you know, put food on the table. I wish I was making millions of dollars. I'm telling my story. But alas, I'm not a celebrity. All right, have a lovely day. Goodbye.